0: Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Today our guest is David Krumholtz. David Krumholtz is such a magnetic performer and got started in the business really young. You know him from things like 10 Things I Hate About You, the Harold and Kumar franchise, and Superbad. Currently, you can see him on a show called The Deuce which is written by David Simon, Tom Fontana's longtime friend. Currently, he's got a movie out called Crown Vic that we're here to talk about. I got to go to the premiere at Tribeca, and he's incredible in the movie, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear the conversation. Here it is.
1: David Krumholtz, welcome to An Act Despairs. How you doing, man? I'm all right, man. I'm yeah. chilling, you know, making it happen day yeah. after day, living this life, wanting to uh, cry, <laughs> but instead uh laughing that's too loud one. in public to the point where people hate me that's Joker kind of style the... yeah
0: yeah yeah you just don't have the mentally ill card
1: well <laughs> hey you, we have 45 minutes you may you may have a different opinion by the end
0: <laughs> well hey man i just wanted to say like i'm a huge fan of yours and i've always looked up to you as an actor as an actor i i you know probably too kind for uh, I'm I'm sure this isn't the film you're most proud of, but obviously I discovered you as a kid in Santa Claus, and then I followed mm-hmm. your career up through 10 Things I Hate About You, and then Numbers, and all those things. And I've been around, yeah, man. You, you every grew- once
1: in a while they put me up to the plate, and I just try to get the bat on the ball.
0: But you're an incredible actor, and Thanks. I had the
1: great pleasure of
0: going to the Tribeca premiere of Crown Vic, and I thought you stole the movie. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> well,
1: I. Um, Thanks. I'm terrible at taking compliments. It's all right. I'm the worst. Isn't that weird? Especially when we're this close and intimate. Physical uh, proximity here. I also wanted to say, Ray, I'm I'm sitting on your lap right now (laughs) for those at home. Usually
0: you have to pay extra for this. Yeah. I also wanted to say your ALS Ice Bucket Challenge, I'm probably mm. responsible for half of those views because it's uh, the funniest thing that was, I have ever seen in my entire life.
1: I was just not having it. <laughs> I don't think it helped the ALS cause in any way.
0: Yeah. Well, it was a weird, I, it I think was it had the best of intentions, but it was like a Coney 2012 moment. It's
1: sort <laughs> of so quintessential of social media. Yeah. Like, let's all do something for the right reasons but let's all torture ourselves in the process and get made fun of for it yeah
0: all right but I, I usually like to start at the beginning if that's cool so you you grew up here in new york right i grew up in queens
1: yeah how was that uh fun you know i i like i love queens on some level um the most nationalities and ethnicities in the world are represented in queens per yeah. capita so you get to uh be around lots of different types of people worldly people um My neighborhood in specific was filled with a lot of older people and so a lot of weathered, crazy people um, who were on lots of medication. There was six or seven pharmacies within a four-block radius of my home. Yeah. Uh, Everyone's medicated. So as an actor— uh, fascinating, you know, always. Yeah. You know, never a dull moment. Um, Were your parents artists? Or- no, no. Wow. My, my mom uh, was a dental assistant and my dad was a postal worker at the Murray Hill Station right here, sort of close to where we are um, on the east side for 30 years. Wow. Yeah, he was just a mailman. No way. Yeah. And he did go postal. Not f- literally, but at home he would. You know, wish death up upon people. <laughs> so then, I'm curious. So, because your parents weren't in the arts, how
0: did, how did the acting thing happen so young for you?
1: I got lucky, man. I I didn't really know what I was, or there was no point in knowing. I was 13, yeah. And uh, um, a my English teacher in junior high school, a gentleman named Lon Blaze, who himself is an actor and a writer, uh, was given sort of an in on an open call for a broadway play called conversations with my father
0: jason biggs right yeah Yeah. jason
1: played my older brother judd hirsch won the tony award for best actor for that and uh, they were looking for a kid to play judd hirsch's son kind of looked like him and it was a big dramatic screaming and crying part and uh they were doing open calls because they were sick of finding you know the perfect little polished with the stage kid parents. with the agent and yeah. the stage and they found me and i got it and it was kind of crazy and, and you a total were doing fluke
0: all 8 shows a week Oh, uh, yeah. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah. Total I know flute. sometimes
0: they do doubles for younger, you know, so because of school or law. Well, I'm sturdy. Yeah.
1: And uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was eye opening and wild. And then what happened about three months into our run, the director, Daniel Sullivan, who's a storied. Oh, it was Daniel Sullivan. P- yes, yeah, storied theater director. He came and saw us and he felt that I had completely lost passion. And I, at the time, was like, what's passion? You know, I was just, I mean, I was just like, I was a kid. I really wasn't, it was sort of the downside of casting someone off the street because I wasn't disciplined and I didn't understand the stakes. Uh, And so I remember he said, if, you know, we're going to do a rehearsal, a full rehearsal of the play, even though we were three months in to it. And if you're not good, we're going to have to fire you. And I, that gave me some passion. I was wow. like, oh, gosh. But it, it was the sort of first big lesson in acting is that, you know, it's got to be as sort of purposeful and riveting and surprising the 40th time as it is the first. Totally. And, uh, and and you know, kind of made me understood that sort of yes. – understand that uh, immersing myself in it was – the goal And whether I achieved that or not I don't think I achieved that For the first 20 years of my career To be honest with you But um You know Looking back That was a really valuable lesson You know And do you feel like It connected with you Like the
0: bug Like you were That felt like you're calling You know Once uh, you were
1: No I had fun Yeah But it was fun Yeah know, it wasn't a job to me And uh so It didn't connect with me on uh, Oh this is what I'm going to do With the rest of my life yeah. Level Um it was just sort of a fluke. I got lucky getting it. Couldn't believe it the whole time. I was just kind of sort of in shock the whole time that yeah. it was actually happening. Um, I really didn't take it seriously for the first few years because. Because you obviously I, got an agent after. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I thought it was expected like, oh, yeah, I'll work forever. Yeah. Of course, I'm in movies and yeah. television shows. Of course. You know, that's how it goes. And then when I hit, I remember I hit like 17, 18 and I didn't, I went through a dry spell of like nine months, which for any other actor would be completely normal. And I was just like, I will never work again. And what kind of life have I chosen? (laughs) Is it too late to get another job? There are days now where, you know, I don't want to act and I'm supposed to show up and act. You know, I mean, I think Al Pacino, he won like a lifetime achievement Golden Globe and in his speech, he got kind of lost and he started rambling and he stopped himself and he said, you know, sometimes I don't want to act. And to me, that was the most sort of revelatory thing because I thought, yeah, sometimes I don't want to do my job either. Yeah. And sometimes people don't want to wake up and go do their job. Totally. You know, but how do you act when you don't want to? Because yeah. you're the product and um, – and, yeah, I still have moments like that. I think it's completely normal and healthy, but I wouldn't do anything else. This is what I am, whether I like it or not or, or whether it's dangerous for my, you know, it, whether it, I'm going to be 65 and still doing this. You know, I really can't. It's a one-day-at-a-time thing. You know, you ha, it has to become totally. that. And it's a daily reprieve. You wake up every morning sort of doubting whether or not it's worth it. Yeah. Um, and then something magical will happen, you know. When you
0: transitioned into, like, the Santa Claus movies, was mm-hmm. was, was that fun, like, for you? It was all fun. Yeah. It was all play. Yeah. I mean, it was
1: all game. I wasn't really a professional actor at that point. I yeah. was an actor, yeah. you know. Like, I can act anywhere. I can act right now. How, but, how, were and your was, parents supportive of all this? I mean, oh, obviously crazy. The Czechs, they I they couldn't were... believe it, yeah. you know. And just, it was, you know, they knew it kind of saved me. Like, yeah. I wouldn't have went to college. I would have become a... Mess and uh, and so they were, yeah, they were really happy, but um, and proud and and supportive. Um, but yeah, I always say, like, it's fun being an actor, but being a professional actor is painful, yeah. You know, it's it's hustling and proving and reestablishing your name and living yeah. up to expectations, or you know. Or surprising people consistently or trying to and trying too hard at times and yeah. thinking and overthinking and overpreparing. You know, nowadays, lately, I just keep it super simple. Yeah. You know, to me, the best comes from that. And that's for me.
0: Do you feel like these early films in that Broadway play where you're... Juilliard so to speak like mm. that's kind of working with Tim Allen and mm. working with Jason Biggs and, and those actors on that show mm. that kind of like trained you in, in, in a way or do you kind of feel like you figured it out as you went
1: uh, yeah I've always felt very much on my own um, Judd Hirsch is an amazing actor and I I saw him nightly do two and a half hours on stage non-stop eight shows a week monster performance won the tony award for best actor and barely prepare wow he was just wildly confident he didn't overthink he didn't he just kept it simple and the best thing came out of that so that was a very early lesson that i thought oh okay you know um i can i can do that you know that that doesn't seem so intimidating um and later in life and especially now i sort of employ that mentality yeah all the time and it has been working for me i think and but then, I, I you know i'm i'm my biggest fan and my and also my biggest detractor i yeah. think that that's normal and that's important Same. yeah yeah
0: yeah i think that's his artist you know that's An where mindset was yeah it's yeah. the name that's right and, well i got to ask about it you know 10 things i hate about you was mm. was that a fun experience for you that was the
1: most fun that I had had, and poss- possibly the most fun i've had period uh, so it was a, it a was phone. fun oh it was so much fun
0: wow it yeah. lo- it looked fun,
1: we all just got along, yeah, we're from day one, we were all the same kind of person, yeah uh very, very loving cast good people and it was and quite it was before, like summer camp
0: before heath was shot out of the cannon right, right? before yeah. yeah right before how, yeah. how was i mean obviously on a nerd level how was
1: mm-hmm. working with him well he and i got along famously uh, you know what ended up happening toward the back end of the filming of that movie was everyone sort of split up into little clicks oh no and him and his assistant and me we were one we were a clique. oh wow and uh and uh i love him i loved him i still love him uh it was—he was, he was a, a breath of fresh air constantly and consistently. He, I always imagined him as some swarthy old Australian man at Hollywood parties. Yeah. You know, you could see him getting older and handling it with grace. With grace. Yeah. So, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah.
0: And I rewatched it prepping for this interview, and I, I forgot Alison Janney's in that yeah. movie.
1: Yeah, Allison and— Wow. Yeah, there's there's some great people in that movie. Yeah, that's it, it works, you know. I I honestly when it first came out, I thought, "Ah, you know, it wasn't my cup of tea like teenage films, you know. Yeah. Not really my cup of tea, but that was when they were making a million of them. They were making a yeah. million of them. I was told literally you have to be in one." Wow. And so I neglected to audition for American Pie. Because I thought it was—it was called East Grand Rapids High. Was originally yeah. what it's called. Would they want you for a bigs role? I guess so. Yeah. They didn't want me. They just wanted to see me for that. And, yeah. Uh, and I just was like, eh, "This is dumb." Yeah. Um, and you know, now I see why people love it so much. But I, you know, it wasn't my cup of tea f- cinematically. You know, like I was kind of a film snob from an early age. Amazing. Which was odd, you know, for me. But um, uh. So, yeah, I never thought it would have the the, the life it's had. Yeah. I mean, my God, people love that movie, and it still plays on TV It all holds the time. up really well. Yeah. yeah, it's 20 years old. It's yeah. crazy. It crazy is crazy. movie, yeah. I, and then coming out of that, uh, I'm
0: curious, you know, because that was a success, I imagine you had maybe a little bit of flexibility about what you
1: wanted to do or what was coming your way. No. You didn't. No, I was still new, and uh, it's only recently that I've sort of gotten that flexibility. Wow. You know, I... Because you, you were in Ray. I mean, that was an Oscar yeah, film. Yeah, but audition for that, have to fight for that part, actually. Wow. The only audition I didn't get that I actually called the casting director and said, you're wrong. You should cast me, and I got it. Um, well, the only time I've that ever called a oh, casting director. That was director, on Ray? On Ray, yeah. Uh, wow. I just was like, this is insane, because their excuse for not hiring me was facial hair. What? And uh, I was just like, look, either you want me or you don't. I'll grow the facial hair. Like, geez. Yeah. And they were like, okay, yeah, if you want it that bad, you got it. Um, Which I don't recommend to actors, you know, because most of the time they think you're crazy. But yeah. I knew they were desperate and they had they were already filming. They needed somebody really bad. So kind of had them right where I wanted them. And I was brash at that time. I'm yeah. not sure it's something I would do now. But uh, I do believe in fighting for parts. Of course. Um, Because if we're not fighting, what are we doing? You know, this is this is. This is it's a brutal whether business. Whether we like it or not, it's yeah. a rat race. Yeah, and, you know you got to do what you can. Um, and how did you, you know, because you
0: you seem like such a great guy. Oh, that's but, very uh, kind. I'm all right. How did you stay out of like the the trap of like, you know, doing blow off like a uh, hooker with Leo at Avenue? You know what I mean? Like, well,
1: the, I'm I'm sort of. Uh for all the good parts. Not of, saying Leo always
0: did that. No, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he did it at
1: all, but for all the good parts uh 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 of Woody Allen, that's what I was. You know, like yeah. I, I was n- neurotic and a mess and hated myself and thought I would ruin any party. I didn't think I was attractive to women in any way whatsoever. Oh. Looking back on it, I you know, I'm, I I could have plowed through town. Let's put it that way, but but I had no idea. I just, um, uh, self hate, self loathing, uh, is, is, is a wonderful uh, motivator. <laughs> so, yeah. and uh, I take Lexborough, I know. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Hey, I'm a Zoloft guy. So yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. uh, that's, that's how I avoided that. It didn't really come to me. People would, you know, I'd be like, oh, that guy would be a drag to do, you know drugs with but that said you know i have i'm not without my own issues and i'm sober and clean today so me too yeah three nice. years december 3rd i'm forty five 45 days wow congratulations yeah. Hey, thanks I yeah appreciate day a time man yeah that's man. amazing yeah
0: um so then i'm curious because you know with like harold and kumar franchise and which is a franchise hard to believe and then super bad did did you have an interest in doing comedy at that at that moment and going down those or were those just buddies of yours
1: um, yeah, so uh, I taught them everything they know. No, because um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you and Seth Rogen are really good friends, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I knew when I was a kid that I was funny. I I liked making people laugh. It was the way I was accepted. Uh, it only recently occurred to me that I was funny for all. Re- the reasons i didn't realize i was funny for yeah. you know which is great it's a huge release when you realize oh it's something about you that people find funny it's not necessarily what you try to do but it's cherry on the on the sunday that you can do yeah. funny stuff you know like you're a, you're born funny and you're you know funny you yeah know? um I think but it I took think me a while so much to learn, learn. learn that. Yeah, it comes yeah. a pain in the butt. Yeah. Um, a real pain in the butt. But, uh, but yeah, those guys, you know, again, just getting lucky, getting to know them. They had no idea they would ever sort of explode. Seth had no idea we'd ever explode the way he did. And uh, and we just became fast friends. We just loved each other. and uh, And then one of us became wildly famous, yeah. you know, and... And uh, it's
0: interesting how that can and happen. And now is an
1: icon of, yeah. of of what he is, you know, of who he is. And it's uh, profound and wonderful. And I'm just glad that he, you know, keeps me alongside him for part of that journey. Because uh, originally you were, you were going to be a knocked up, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But you had to do something else. Uh, yeah, I had to yeah. do
1: Midnight in Paris. Wow. And then they both fell apart. No way. So a really rough story. Yeah. Ah. Very traumatic. Uh, thanks for bringing it up. I'm sorry. Uh, no, <laughs> no, but I had real PTSD over that, but, uh, you know, that I had to sort of work out years later cause wow. I had two amazing opportunities that, that, both, that both canceled each other out. Wow. And, and it was it,
0: because you did one and that didn't work out. You couldn't do the other.
1: I couldn't do it. E- well, I committed to midnight in Paris, um, as like Hemingway, or no, as was, as the lead. Oh, as own, yeah, yeah, I can Owen totally Wilson's see that character. Yeah, I can and totally then, uh, see
0: Woody loving you. Yeah, yeah. at the time, yeah.
1: and, and then um, it made Knocked Up go away, a movie that we had dreamed of making, yeah. all my best friends in one movie, and then Midnight in Paris fell apart, never didn't get made. It got made three years later with wow. Owen Wilson, um, who was amazing um, in it better than i could have been i was too young so yeah just like sitting on my butt all summer while my friends oh, no, made man i'm so the sad. movie of our dreams and and i could have and had they, that dream come true they
0: couldn't figure a way to bring you
1: back in or? no 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 i guess not look i mean i get it a hundred percent and uh having had uh, my father die and my son born eh, it happens. Yeah. Talk Parents
0: to me die. about, <laughs> talk to me about marriage, you know, through your career. How did that impact, you know, decisions you made? Because- well,
1: yeah, that, the, you know, my, my father passing and my son being born in close proximity to each other sort of made me realize I'm glad I didn't do the Woody movie. Yeah. Um, was your father able to meet your now wife? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he wow. was, oh yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, and my daughter and my son. Briefly, wow. Um, he passed a few months after my son was born, and uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, everything happens for a reason. Totally, I guess, or not. And either way, I accept it. And whatever. Having children and being a, a newborn father did mm-hmm. that
0: kind of inform your decision to do something like numbers? You know, have no. A-
1: by that, that, at that time, I wasn't a married or have. Oh have wow, a kid. you weren't. Okay, no. Yeah. Um, no you know what's informed my decision a lot what money yeah and and i say that with total pride yeah um this is a job when you get too into the bloated artist aspect of it you're feeding a very tenuous uh, uh monster yeah to me if i keep it as simple as my dad got up every morning and worked as a mailman in the same building for 30 years. Yeah. When I keep it as simple as that for myself, um, I find that uh, I can control my yeah. ego. And and only recently have I uh, sort of turned the corner of not letting my inferiority complex just define everything. Yeah. It's only recently that I've been turning down opportunities Numbers, believe it or not, I was really hungover for that audition. Wow. I partied hard the night before. They had asked me to go in on it a few months prior, and I was like, no, it's dumb. And and it wasn't until the morning of— for lack of anything better to do that morning and to sort of get myself through the hangover that yeah. I went and auditioned for that and did,
0: did you drink before I've no, done that. Uh, no, oh. no no, I, but I was
1: perpetually <laughs> yeah. drunk from the night before yeah and then I got it and ended up being the greatest thing that could have happened and um, was it fun doing that because I know it, I be loved the, it. the golden yeah, handcuffs I it every being day. on a show
0: for that long you no
1: know? no I miss it every day I mean there was a period in time where I uh, thought I was better than it yeah you know, again, ego monster stuff. And at that moment, again, everything happens for a reason, I think. Oh, well, it's uh, so at that, at different that,
0: because HBO and, and Netflix weren't, didn't have content. Right. Then. This was yeah. CBS it was yeah. a crime
1: show. There were a thousand of them. Yeah. But I thought, Oh, I'm, I, I'm better than this. And, uh, and then the writer strike happened and we shut down for a few months. And during the writer strike, the extra special series finale finale of Extras, the Ricky Gervais show, yeah. aired. They did a special series finale, so the series ended, and then months later they aired a two-hour movie. Essentially, the that, same
0: thing they do with Steven Merchant. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. do it,
1: and so and it was about. Richard Gervais' character who had become – who was an extra who had become the star of his own television show and began to hate the show he was on and (laughs) think he was better than his own show. Um, And he ends up out of work playing – a slug a human slug on Doctor Who wow. and his career Goes to crap and it's a it, for me it was A huge frying pan in the face Moment of just yeah. like be grateful Shut up enjoy the experience You're missing it you're totally. missing it and so The last three seasons of that show I had an absolute blast not that I didn't In the first few but I really Appreciated it more yeah and When it was over I was a mess Total mess when when numbers ended I had a nervous breakdown wow. for nine months it was just because you weren't going back to that like oh my god what am I going to do just because I didn't know do? what I was as yeah. an actor and I didn't know who I was as a human and um,
0: how did you get through that You're, you, were you married then by the end uh, of it uh.
1: had we we actually the nervous breakdown hit the day after I got married <laughs> 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 and lasted for Classic the first nine timing. months uh, I dealt with it yeah. by with a lot of help yeah um you know, got clean and sober at that time as well. Yeah. I did it I many times there myself. Was, there was no point in yeah. doing anything crazy. You're not going to find
0: answers. In no, I was, I was a mess. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, I was agoraphobic, couldn't leave the house, yeah. afraid of people. It was really bad. And um, I, I guess I got through it on just sort of staying curious in time, you know, and letting time yeah. define who I was and what was happening to me in the moment, and uh, and and to be honest, it's a it's a it's really is a daily reprieve. Like every day, I sort of have to remind myself not to identify with my career. Yeah, you know, separate um, the two. Yeah, yeah, it's very difficult. Yeah, because um, I am a workaholic. Totally, you know, um, but uh, as evidenced by some of the terrible jobs that I've done, you know, because I'm just you know, needing money or needing something to do. Yeah, I don't sit well with myself. And that's something I'm really trying to work on now. So,
0: And, and when you take a job, for example, because you need the money, how do you find the, the truth in in that when you're miserable making it?
1: You know, I just, uh, again, it's it's my dad waking up every morning, going to a dungeon of a place. So you think about you, of your a father a lot. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, he, you know, you know how hard it is to be a post a mailman in New York city. Yeah. I can imagine. It's no joke. Yeah. Man. You get tortured essentially every yeah. day. It's like jail. Yeah. And so he did it, you know, and that, uh, was, and I got it easy comparatively. Yeah, I mean, really easy. Yeah. In yeah. my mind all the time, you yeah. know, like don't be a spoiled brat, yeah. you know, just stop being spoiled. You know, I got, too, I got too lucky, you know, but
0: then, but you're talented, you know, and like you deserve it. Some people get lucky and become, I, I'm i just going to be honest, they become right. and they become, but no in,
1: Actors are some of the worst people yeah, I've, I, I, I've, I've ever met I've met, in my met life.
0: some real pieces of yeah. and it, it <laughs> sucks seeing them have continued success, but someone yeah. like you who's very grounded and awesome and talented, it's yeah. amazing it came your way and so cool yeah. that it was is a street casting, for lack of a better term, you know? Yeah, and yeah. I
1: realize my job is m- so much more than acting, it's it's really observe, observation and listening. Yeah. And uh and 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 in that way you're forced to sort of be grateful for for all you have and all you don't have and and for people and their eccentricities and yeah. and for the most lovely people you've ever met. You've you've gotta sort of accept it all. Yeah. It's really but again it's a daily reprieve. You know I wake up every morning Hating it, hating myself, and and then I go fight. I see acting as a fight. You know, I'm I show up to a fight. You know, I'm like Evander yeah. Holyfield. I, I I show up to fight.
0: Well, speaking of fighting, you know, that no one I I think is a better fighter in the world than David Simon. Talk to Mm -hmm. me about the deuce. How is that experience of working with, you know, I had Tom Fontana on the show who created Mm -hmm. Oz. Right. And him and, you know, David created uh, Homicide Life on the Street. So you're working with the greatest showrunner, second greatest outside of Tom of Mm -hmm. all time. How is that, you know? Amazing, you know. um... Is that where you really feel like you started to kind of like come into your... Would, well, you, would you call yourself a character actor? Because I know that yeah, can be Yeah, insult- I guess so.
1: Yeah. I don't know what yeah. the hell I am. Yeah. I'm a floating ball in the, <laughs> of mass in the middle of nothingness. Um, my uh, experience with David was lovely. You know, you just pray for that writing. Yeah. You know, you just pray for it as an actor. I, mean, I remember when I first started acting, like, being in my house and being in the mirror and, and trying to be Al Pacino and go, I hope one day I get to say in a movie, you know, yeah. or I get to um and then it comes true with it with David is and it and it comes true in the most nuanced, brilliant, um, expressive fashion. And uh yeah, I mean the deuce is was for me just thanking my lucky stars every day. And and then the, you know, the bonus was Maggie Gyllenhaal getting to work with her who did you did you not know her before? No, yeah. I, I had worked with her father. Her yeah. father actually directed a bunch of episodes of Number.
0: Yeah, he's good at doing the episodic direction. Yeah, yeah. A really good yeah. guy. Yeah,
1: and, and uh, but Maggie and I from moment one, we just clicked. Um, we buzzed. Wow. In a way that I'd never buzzed with another actor. It's like we found each other. That's amazing. And we knew, like, this is only going to get better if we allow it to let it be what it is, keep it simple, don't make choices, let's just ride. Yeah. You know, we don't have to work on this too hard. And so Maggie and I just rode this wave of amazing writing. And David, in response to seeing us buzz together, wrote to it. And it was... uh absolutely lovely and i miss it it's it it ended a couple months ago and but
0: you, you, you know, just did plot against america which I did is
1: plot, but such a different animal yeah totally different animal for david but also
0: david right yes yeah, but yeah, also but yeah. even
1: different for him yeah. um totally different animal you know same quality writing but so so different and uh the deuce is something wildly uh sp- specific and special and yeah and um A God moment for me, you know, where it's like, oh, you're in the right place at the right time. The best company of actors, Chris Bauer, James Franco. You you know, it becomes like this silent competition where everybody's just (laughs) like, damn, you were good on that episode. I got to rock the next one. You know, it's like it's that. And that's so healthy, you know, um, really healthy, you know. And but, you know, just just having to keep up with Maggie, who was doing. Outrageously committed work. Yeah. On a level that I've yet to witness from anyone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I saw her do the, the episode six of the third season. She has a, a very, very long monologue in that she is very emotional, overtly emotional. I saw her do that thing like 22 times straight without missing a word and being as riveting and as emotional and as pulsating the first time uh, the the 22nd time as the first time you know and just jaw dropping like I don't know how and then making it look easy and smiling in between takes you know just jaw dropping work and makes you want to be an actor yeah
0: and that energy must have flowed over to you you know yeah yeah. you know
1: again just trying to keep up and and throw her curveballs because I knew she'd be able to hit them out of the park you know like you know so my curveball looked great and her her home run was even more special. I mean, that's wow. kind of—it was a give-and-take thing constantly, you know. And she's a dear friend, and I'm I'm a huge fan of hers. And, yeah. yeah. I got, I'm I sorry, got, it's Again, over. it's all yeah, lucky, yeah. man. It's all just luck. Yeah, but, you know, really. you
0: know Talon is, is so involved in luck, you know. Well, yeah, it, it, it's
1: God moments because yeah. you go, oh, well, I guess what I put out came back to me. Yeah. You know, and there's so many moments in between where you doubt that'll ever happen, yeah. and then it does— and then, you know, you just try to hold on to them when they're over. You just yeah. try to go, Oh yeah, that did happen, meaning it could happen again, you know. So that's kinda where I'm at right now. And before we go to Cronvik, I'm curious to ask mm-hmm. you, you know, in the in
0: the market saturation we live in now where, you know, Facebook's doing content, Yahoo's <laughs> doing content, right. You know, Poland Springs doing content. <laughs> Do you think it's harder for actors to break in now because the markets so saturated? No, or? I
1: think it's the opposite. There's so many shows, yeah. so many roles, and new, new, new is really the, the most attractive thing. I think it's still a rat race. It's yeah. still, you know, I'm glad I got out of L.A. because it just felt consumed. I was I was consumed.
0: The first part of your career you were living there? Yeah, for about yeah.
1: 15 years. Wow. Wow. Um, and here I'm less consumed, uh, but Same. but there's so many more opportunities uh, for an actor to break through. Um, really, I if anything, I worry about me in the regard of they've seen me do it. Yeah, I'm done. You know, I'm spread too thin, type thing. No way. Oh, uh, sometimes Best is think, yet to come, man. I, well, yeah, well, yeah. 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 I, I have a wonderful acting uh, guru. Uh, Who, who's man, yours? Uh, Lee Kilton Smith.
0: Okay, I work with a guy. She's awesome.
1: Yeah, she's in L.A. Yeah. And, but she has a thing where you're only just beginning. You're always just beginning. Yeah. And so I try to, because that's there's a basic truth to that. You know. Yeah. You can reinvent yourself, and only recently to. A nice pat on the back has been people going, Wait a second, you were the guy in this, and also that guy, and also this guy. We never figured it out until now. Like the internet has kind of helped my career a lot because people can look me up and go, Wait a second. I had no idea the guy who did that was was also this guy, and Do you feel like that super... was kind of my goal. I was hoping that one day that would happen, and it's only happened within the last year or so. And so, is that it's why just you did? Very things, satisfying, you know. Things like super
0: bad, and this is the end, you know, to kind of get you know, be with your buddies and have fun, right? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and get exposure in that kind of three thousand cinema way. Sure, where, yeah. yeah. I
1: mean, but again, I'll. I'll I do mostly anything scene. that's yeah. thrown my way. The only the only thing now that I'm trying to actively avoid is playing um, the same thing over and over yeah. again, which is kind of tough because which is Hollywood's great at doing that. Well, yeah. especially now because yeah. of the diversity mandate, which yeah. I, which is an unwritten mandate, but I do think it's it's very important and and worthwhile. I also think that as a result, I'm kind of now sort of in nice Jewish boy yeah. mode typecast. And that works, you know, And but I can do it with the back of my head. It's not really challenging anymore. Yeah. And it's also disheartening because it's not who I am. Right. Um, I'm not practicing Jew. It's I don't not, really... It's not authenticity. Yeah, I don't yeah. really want to be yeah. the, the poster boy for yeah. Judaism yeah. Uh, in America. I get drug dealer bad boy, so I take Jew and you yeah, the day they, over yeah. that. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, let's trade. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, no, that that's the only thing that's been frustrating lately, but but again, you know, so much of this is having faith, yeah, in whatever, you know, Almost and a- sort of focusing on transcending whatever meaninglessness you feel as an actor. Yeah. Uh that I just feel like if I put out good vibes toward that, toward wanting to transcend it. Yeah. Um, then it'll it'll hopefully come to me. But, you know, it's not expected. If it end, all ended today, I'd try to figure something else out you know I catastrophize to the point where I'm homeless and in jail every day um you know the career <laughs> falls apart and Maggie passes me on the street and I've got a cup begging for money and I go Maggie and she turns around <laughs> has no idea who I am and I go I, I we were great together um I do that yeah I do it I do it just like anybody else you know
0: um before we dig into Vic, I'm so curious yeah. to ask you because you're, you're such a great actor and I really mean that thanks that's very in, kind and uh, you. uh, your resume yeah, is I can incredible barely
1: uh, take that compliment but thank
0: how, how were you able to i mean obviously you said there were panic attacks and things yeah. like that but how were you able to stay away from like the celebrity bull you know because- i just
1: thought it was so disgusting yeah from day one i was just like god because the job i got the first job was such a fluke yeah that i always felt like i owed a pr- that i owed it to the privilege i was a big movie fan as a kid big you know s- studying all that stuff but never thinking i'd be a filmmaker or be yeah. involved in films so when i got that opportunity and it being uh, a situation where i got crazy lucky um i just feel like i owe it to that luck i yeah. owe it to that privilege to not screw this up too bad totally um plus i i believe it or not i Early in my career I, I co owned a restaurant with my cousins that was a disaster. It was in Queens and, no way. and we didn't do well. But our bar business was through the roof and it was all Cokeheads and we became a Coke Den. Wow and this Coke was sold and and I saw so many of those people go completely insane and destroy their lives that I was like, well, I'm never crossing that threshold. Yeah. Cause I know I would love it.
0: I crossed that threshold. Right, right.
1: <laughs> Most, yeah. a lot of people yeah. do, you yeah, know? Yeah. I just kept, yeah. I just yeah. kept, you know, I just didn't, I got off on being involved in movie i you know to me that's a cool mega enough to, to be working yeah, man. Yeah. like why you'd want anything more than that or need anything more than that yeah i just felt but then you know that was also me feeding the crap out of my ego yeah. and, and then having later in life like i told you earlier to keep that in check so either way you're yeah, f- yeah. but <laughs> being an actor you're just <laughs> f-
0: well then let's dig into crown vic man how, how, how did that come your way
1: well, my – one of my best friends, who will be upset that I called him one of my best friends, uh, is a gentleman named Greg Bellow, an actor oh, himself. Oh, yeah.
0: Baldwin's buddy.
1: Baldwin's, yeah. yeah. Annoying friend. And uh, <laughs> he – no, he's a wonderful guy. And this was his producerial – is that a word? Yeah, for
0: El Dorado, uh, right? Debut. Or, yeah.
1: and, and so he uh, – he asked me to be in it, and I would do anything for him.
0: For the part that you— Yeah, I yeah. didn't
1: care, because uh, it's him, because yeah. it was him, and I, w- I would do anything for him. And and uh, and then I read it. Joel Souza wrote it, directed it, and I thought, whoa, this is heavy, man. Yeah. It's really heavy, and I don't get to be in heavy movies, you yeah. know, like— So I was like, hell, yeah, I'm going to do this movie, Uh, play a cop, for sure. No one would believe me as a cop, but maybe they can make it believable. And it sort of does work. uh, Thanks. It does work in the movie. The movie is um, so powerful yeah. in, in its ambiguity toward, yeah. this, toward its own subject
0: matter. 100%. You know, and I think and that's
1: the imperative of that kind of
0: film. It wouldn't work otherwise. It's
1: what TV's been doing a lot yeah. recently. But the great thing about this being a film is there's no episode, follow-up episode. You yeah. don't know what's going to happen to yeah. these people at the end. The movie you know, is, a, is essentially about police ethics and police brutality and does not, in my opinion, at any point, take a side. No which is very angering for some people. I mean, yeah. we've had some violently angry reactions to the film because we it, it, it feels like, for lack of, and I don't mean this as a pun, it feels like a cop-out, but it's not at all. I yeah. mean, there's a moment in the film, essentially the film's about, Two police officers. One is a longtime veteran who's kind of been Thomas suspended. Shane. Thomas Chain. Yeah. Thomas Yeah. Who's been suspended to the point where he has to train a new cop on his first day on the job. It was played by Luke Kleintank. Klein. And, yeah. and they, uh, and it ends up that night, that, that first night ends up being the worst night yeah. of this guy's potential career as a police officer um, in terms of the crimes he sees both committed by criminals and by. The guy who's teaching him yeah. how, to, how to be a cop. Totally. And he and and uh, it's a school of hard knocks type movie, a ride along movie that kind of is gets more and more disturbing throughout. Uh, brilliantly shot uh, on a shoestring budget. Yeah, you guys, you guys budget. shot Buffalo for L.A. Right? Yeah. Wow. It looks beautiful. and yeah. Well done. Um, it's rare when you make these little ones. Yeah. That they come out that good that good so this one i'm really passionate about especially because of its ambiguity because it it it, it's it's not your typical narrative it doesn't have a three-act structure necessarily it doesn't have a happy ending it's not um it's not meant to feel like any other film um and and you want the audience to think for themselves. Yeah. You know, that's such a huge goal that so many people kind of skirt around when they're making films. And Joel Souza just... You know did that without abandon He made a film that he knew people Were going to react yeah a certain way To because it doesn't give them The the satisfying Ending on either side yeah You know there are police that Love the movie there are police that hate it there Are you know um you know, public advocates f- against br- police brutality that love the movie and that hate the movie. And, uh, that's what we, what we all wanted. You know, that's kind of the point. So it's working. Yeah. It's working, uh, for, th- for the theaters, for the audiences that have seen it so far. And I, I can't wait to hear what, what the public, you know, how the public reacts. I'm sure I'll get slammed for even being in it by certain people and, yeah, I'd like to talk to about, about
0: your character for a second, because I, I spoke about this with Kathleen Turner and Shea Wiggum when they were on the podcast. Okay. And I think what separates the good actors from the great actors is like the good actors, there's room for the personality that's charismatic and they just play themselves and they can make a living at that. Mm-hmm. What you did with your character was not on the page. You know, I can, I can imagine the script was there and there was maybe a yeah, blueprint. It wasn't,
1: it wasn't much of a part. Yeah. Um, how did you on page. How
0: did you develop? Was that, was that they something? They just let me. Did you base it on, like, a NYPD experience you had or?
1: No, they just allowed me to do whatever the hell. I threw spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. Wow. uh, Because it's such a
0: wild, crazy—I know that guy. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen that guy at bars. Yeah.
1: I mean, they let me do a little accent, uh, you know, affectation. And then from there, that kind of informed the improv um and really just staying out of Josh Hopkins way who's amazing in the movie as my partner the,
0: the Roy the, yeah, yeah, the Roy yeah, out yeah, yeah. cop who, great actors well. so great yeah. and
1: uh just sort of staying out of his way understanding that that you know he had a heavier load than I did and uh and just sort of i don't know servicing the script you know yeah. being um being mindful of that at all times and not grandstanding at any time and, you know, (laughs) not trying to do any of that crap. You know, that's so easy. It's such low hanging fruit to, to pluck, to, to, you know, do that and to make it all about yourself. And I'm just not that kind of actor. And, um, so it kind of, the the part suited me perfectly in the fact that they gave me free reign to fashion it into something more than it was on the page was, you know, then again, I feel like I owe it to them to do it right. Yeah. You know, we're. We're all extremely lucky, you know, to be actors. It yeah. sucks at times, but really and truly, it's it's kindergarten. And um, even in its most intense moments, even when you have to bury yourself in some feeling that you cannot uh, face in, in your regular life, you have to sort of find it in a scene. Even that's kindergarten. Yeah. I mean, really, man, we, we, there are people who... There are police officers who see horrible things every day yeah, yeah. and don't have a psychologist to help them through it. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is easy peasy. Totally. Yeah. Well, and what's next for you? Well, the plot against America is coming yeah. out uh, sometime in, in 2020. Uh, what the hell else do I have? That, oh, how about this? That, what's inspi- I think that's it. What's inspiring you? I have nothing I'm working on now. I'm currently unemployed. What's inspiring me? Yeah. Um, currently... Um, it
0: could be music, you know. TV, what you know. For
1: me, it's just gratitude. Gratitude. Gratitude inspires me. You know, like seeing it in other people and helping other people come to great to a grateful place. All really true. inspires me. Yeah, yeah. 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 At this point, that's where I'm at. Yeah. You know, my dad would have wanted that for me. My kids. I need to be an example of that for them. So, yeah. um, you know, and, and, and in terms of choosing roles again, like anything that isn't a Holocaust survivor or a, uh, or a, <laughs> or a midnight in or, Paris. <laughs> yeah. Or that, yeah. Anything that isn't that yeah. is inspiring. To yeah. me. I'm like, Oh God, they, they, they think I can play Italian. Yeah. Um, you know or whatever yeah that's exciting so well david Krumholtz, thank you so much for thanks, being man. here this is awesome. and, and i'm
0: such a big fan of yours and right, there's gonna be it, so man. many more great things in store for you i know it thanks bro and congrats I on I the 45 so. here thanks man yeah. congrats
1: on three and a half hey, that ain't easy bro much love, That ain't brother. easy. Yeah. Go thanks man if you like the
0: show rate review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts thank you for listening